This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Come check out the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live at Free Play Florida. So far, we've got confirmed guests, Billy Mitchell, Walter Day, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost on Cartoon Network, Keith Apicary, Classic Gaming Wiz, and self-proclaimed Sega CEO, Scott Adams, legendary creator of text-based adventures, and our good friend, Brian Colon, creator of Rampage and Arch Rivals. There will also be over 200 games at this event, including three 10-foot arcade cabinets featuring classic games like Star Wars. There will also be a console museum. Go get tickets at wp.freeplayflorida.com. Friday is going to be 25 bucks. Saturday is 30. Sunday is 25 bucks. Kids are, of course, five dollars. You can get the whole weekend, Johnny, for 60. And also, there's going to be an awesome Saturday night party, which is 15 dollars, but it's going to be from 11:30 to 3 a.m. Full arcade music plus live performances, and it's all at the newly renovated Double, Double Tree Sea World. So you definitely want to go check it out, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast trapping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Yes, sir. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yep. You're right. Slower is better. Slower is better. <laughs> yeah. When you do it a little bit slower, yeah. you get more of the pop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. Cheers to everyone drinking at home. I may have been practicing that at home. Sure, there you the go. Weekends, just nice. to like see how like different ways to open it to get the better pop sound. Yeah, so. but like like you said, I, I definitely have have a sound bite of the actual yeah, opening yeah. somewhere just in case it's a dud. Yeah, or you get sen- a dudder every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and speaking of guy who's never a dudder, that is the truth. Dirkinator himself. Yes. Dirk's here with us. Dirk again. Scholler, uh, amazing filmmaker, awesome. Let's friend. talk about his penis, maybe this episode. <laughs> just, just a hair, just a hair. I mean, jeez. Yeah. You, uh, you I mean, always... if he if he takes his pants off, it will suck the air out of the room. <laughs> I mean, it's that big. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's. You, it's I, I, I got to hand it to you. You really know how to bring things full circle. Yeah, full you love circle. Doing yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. I like. I always like the calls. Yeah, like bring it a full circle, doing the callback jokes. I love that. Death like Lake that. was his penis. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did a film about it. No. Deathlike Productions. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Deathlike Productions, sir. So yeah, um, I've been doing Deathlike Productions. It originally started with my. It's always been like a family business, really. It was like my brother, my dad, my mom, and everything. And we just, my brother and I wanted to make movies. I was more of the cinephile in the family, so I had always been like into movies. Like I grew up with Looney Tunes, the uh, the Batman animated series, Superman. But the weirdest one was. Uh, the original like Universal monster movies from the 30s and 40s. I grew up on that shit like since I really ke- I that's all I watched when I was a kid. Really? I was that's fascinated awesome. by yeah. that stuff, and it's like, but that and also the Little Rascals, but not the 90s shit. I'm talking the yeah. original. original. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. the original. Every time I say like, oh yeah, I watched Little Rascals. Oh, I love the movie. I my my backhand gets warm. Like it's yeah. just, like, <laughs> yeah. just like no. Yeah, like, that's me the whole time. Um, but yeah, so Deathlink Productions was my brother and I. We did short films for a while. Then when my brother uh, joined the military, everything was like put on me. So like Deathlink Productions kind of went in like a new direction where like I I kind of took over because Drake did a lot of like the editing and everything, and I was the idea guy. I always had the ideas and I wanted to like act and everything. 
So when Drake left, you can even you could tell like there's a there's like a halfway point with our videos where like when you see Drake was a part of it and when I was a part of it, you could see a transition of like when I took over the the production company. Right. Um but yeah, it's always been like my mom and my dad and I like and all of my friends getting together just making movies and stuff. So that's pretty much it. And we've been doing it since two thousand eleven and we've been touring conventions and a couple film festivals here and there with some videos. And I've, I'm starting to, like, embrace how our name, Death Like Productions, does have a bit of, like, a, a horror context to it. So it's, for like, sure. I didn't want to be yeah. horror for a while. But then, like, once I started getting more into horror movies, I was like, you know what? I could be the next Bloomhouse. It's okay. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I, can, I can do horror more often now and not feel bad about it. But, yeah, that's Death Like Productions for you. Well, I want to talk about it. The next uh, Bloomhouse. The next Bloomhouse. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about um, your latest feature film yes oh, yeah vr uh colon violent realm yeah uh, i've gone back and forth on on the name of it it's like you can either call it vr or you can call it violent realm i started to just call it violent realm like from like a title standpoint but if i'm talking about it in conversation i always talk about vr so it's well, like it's it's uh, it's an optional title where anyone can say it however they want to it's not like vr colon violent realm say it right apple Apple Watch. Apple right. Watch. It's not the iWatch. <laughs> it's not one of those situations. <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about the whole, because you, you had like briefly touched on it mm-hmm. when we were talking. You were like, hey, I have this short film coming out, October 13th, Gods and Monsters. I'm going to unveil it. And it was Friday the 13th. It was the whole Friday the 13th, Jason, and all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, I really had cool. to at that time. Yeah, you had to. And I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I loved Jork before. And uh, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to watch it. So you, I wasn't able to make the event. And you had like posted wh- maybe, what, a th- two or three hours after you had posted it on? It uh, was like I it was going to premiere at 8 o'clock at God to Monsters. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like – I'm going to premiere on, face, like, on Facebook and you YouTube did, at yes. the same time. So right. those who couldn't make it, they could still watch mm-hmm. it at the same time. Like they're there but at home. So I was I was on the bat I was in the bathroom on the shitter and no way yeah so I was sitting down and dropping was, an old me yeah <laughs> and I was looking through yeah dropping a deuce uh, and uh, <laughs> and I was scrolling through and I saw uh, a tw- I actually saw it on Twitter first mm-hmm. that you got the update and then you're like hey check this out it was on the YouTube link and then I saw it was on Facebook so I watched so I was watching it and right away I was like holy crap. This has a really interesting ambiance to it, mm-hmm. and so first of all, the I really love the your main lead. What's her name? Amelia. Amelia. I really loved her. Uh, she was really fantastic. Uh, and what I noticed right away, because break it down for people at home. This this is a you would consider this a horror film. Yeah. This is like my first. This is like my my first coming back to horror because we first started. When we first did Death Like Productions, we were Showbro Productions. Right. And we did uh, our first feature when I was like 15 years old, and that was Death Lake, the movie, where it was a bunch of campers being chased down by zombies. They're, they're trying to get from the sticks to civilization to warn people about the the lake water being contaminated and everything. So that was like the whole premise. And for a 15-year-old, you know, straight out of middle schooler making a movie – retrospectively it's not bad but i still have a hard time watching it i did like a a home i i, I went to a home theater and i i screened the movie for the the county and everything and very few people came to watch it but like they all watched it and we were all like just riffing the hell out of the movie like and mst3k exactly it. Yeah. like that and i'm like i'm in the far back like in, in the back just yelling at the movie like move the plot like the whole yeah. time while i'm screaming yeah. at it and but, like, when the movie was over, everyone was like, so how old were you when you made that? I was like, I was 15. And they were like, for a 15-year-old, that is a really good movie. Yeah. Like, you could, like, if a 30-year-old made that movie, it would not have done well. Yeah. But it was like, the fact that this is a kid's first movie, it's like, okay, I can accept that. But I could probably cut that movie down into, like, 30 minutes. Well, you're your own worst critic, too. You oh, know? I yeah, am. Like everyone, oh, I am. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you look at something and you're like, oh. But I think it's cool because every – you should never regret your past because you always learn from it. Shapes Absolutely. you become, right? So you learn things and you improve upon things. And I think the thing I noticed right away with the film was you're using a different camera or you're using the same I'm camera? I'm still using – well, it, we when we went from Death Lake to Death Lake Productions, we've been using a Canon Vixia camcorder since 2012. Because the the camera quality right off the bat was looks like fantastic. Like when wow. when, okay. when you went to the VR, I was like, the I'm VR not gonna stuff? lie, I'm not gonna lie. My my mouth 
I, I, my, like, I'm smiling right now. This is legit <laughs> happiness. When you went to the VR stuff, I was like, what did he do to get this quality? This is amazing. Like, I was blown away by that. Do you want to know how I did that? Yes. So, we actually, so that whole shot, so doing the VR scenes, for those who haven't seen the movie, VR right. is a kind of a callback to like 80s horror it's like my appreciation for 80s horror like mm-hmm. tech horror and everything like video demon and stuff like that and it was basically like okay let's take vir- like the modern day technology of virtual reality and let's make a horror movie out of it because what inspired me to do that was when capcom came out with the trailer for resident evil 7 and they went on about, about how they're gonna make a first person and this is gonna be the first time we're gonna do it in vr and i watched vr footage of the game and it scared the hell out of me because it was like, it was the, if you want to look at the one that directly inspired me was the Lantern gameplay, where it was all through like a girl's like video camera, and she's being chased down by like, you know, you know, Mrs. Baker with the lantern and everything through a house, and she's like ducking behind boxes and stuff and everything, and I'm like, can you actually do that in VR? Because like, that was my mind at the time, and I was like, if this is, and the quality was like fantastic, like the rack focusing and everything, like what's in front of you is in focus and everything behind you is blurry. Right. And it was like, if this is how close virtual reality is going to be to reality, how are we going to tell the difference? And that was just like right Boom. there. That was your idea. That was the idea. Right. So that was like my big thing with um, doing this as a virtual reality storyline was that virtual reality has been done in movies, but I wanted to do something different. When right. you look at The Matrix and Tron and all these other movies – there's always a camera crew in virtual reality. So you're always seeing everything from third person. You're seeing everything cinematically. You're never seeing first person in virtual reality. So I wanted to bring that in because that is like the big thing with virtual reality and horror is that you are in the middle of it. Right. Either you're watching someone play it or you're playing it yourself. Virtual reality horror is scary. It is. So actually yeah. going through it without your permission, you are being walked through this this abandoned warehouse. That's that's your fault. You came to see this movie. You're going to get the shit scared out of you. And I think we talked about it last time where I was saying about how the difference between with horror movies is that in a horror movie, there should never be a happy ending. If you want a happy ending, you either go to a Pixar movie or a massage parlor. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so the VR sequences, my, my co-director, uh, Dominic, he had access to an abandoned warehouse, which is a concrete factory. His, his great-grandfather or grandfather owned. And that place was hot as hell. Oh my god, I hated shooting in there. But we were gonna shoot with a uh, a GoPro. I never used a GoPro before, so I borrowed one from my college. But it was very like buggy, yeah. And we could not get any footage to capture, and we that whole day was scrapped. So we came up with a new rig, and what we did was we did we took a bike helmet and we attached a selfie stick to it, and we used my phone. Because my phone shoots in 4K. Oh, wow. So the whole scenes were done on my phone, just on my helmet and everything, and me just, you know, looking around. Dang, man. Because that, that's my favorite. That was the thing. I I don't know how you'll take this comment, but I did not want to leave the virtual reality world. Like, Ooh. I was so invested in, like, the, the you have a story going on there. And yeah. can you kind of break it down a little bit? Like, so, yeah. So the, the, the story of the, the, sh- the movie or the re- game itself? The game itself, Okay, yeah. so the game itself, that was, like, Glad you brought that up because, like, trying to build this, the game storyline was really hard because we wanted the game story to affect the live action story or, like, the, the – we try to, like, figure out what do we call the different realities. We call it reality and virtual reality or we call it virtual reality and meat space. Um, <laughs> so the virtual reality story, we wanted to make it interesting and not make it ham-fisted and just, like, just, just a dumb, like – student project and everything we wanted this to be like okay if this was a a horror game what kind of situation would it be so we went back and forth with you know ideas and stuff so the storyline in the game that our our characters play through is you wake up in an abandoned warehouse and you're being hunted down by this serial killer that is like covered in chains and everything and he broke out of prison and he's like you know he has like skin defect and everything and your whole mission is you're supposed to collect these three audio tapes and it's it's the audio tapes are just for like you know world building and everything and once you find them then you leave it's it was heavily inspired by um slender that like that Mm -hmm. old game where it's just like just collect eight pages and the game is over that's it we didn't want to do anything because originally in the script we actually had our actors say that um if you find all the audio tapes it gives you clues on how to get out 
But we were like, we don't know how to tell our actors. We don't know how to tell the character to get out because you can obviously see open doors and windows around and everything. So it's like, just find the tapes. Just right. just find the tapes. Right. And we were able to cut that clip real quickly. Um, but yeah, you just find the tapes and you get out. And that's like the basic premise of the game itself. Well, the thing is, like, the when, when you're in the... One of the things I thought was really clever, uh, and we kind of talked about... You and I kind of geeked out a little bit about it on Messenger. I was talking to you about it. I was like, mm-hmm. I love the idea that you show the people's eyes. Like, throughout the film, you're like, when people are looking around, you'll, like, go away from the virtual reality and sh- just show a close-up of their eyes. Like, mm-hmm. seeing how they're looking and how... And they show the expression in their eyes. Like, there's... That's really clever because you could have just stayed in the virtual reality world and it'd been fine. But the fact that you you would shoot away, go away, and show the close up of the eyes with kind of like that little boxy kind of like dark yeah. area, I thought it was really smart because you kind of got to see, you know, obviously you're in first person, but you got to see how the people are reacting. Because you have to, because like, I did that because I wanted to have that moment where the audience has a moment where like they're watching the whole thing, but they keep forgetting they're they're watching a game. Right. So it's like if you go back to the eyes and everything, it it. it it knocks the uh, audience back into reality saying that, oh, this is just a game. Okay, right. this is someone else's playthrough that I'm right. looking at. This isn't just an adventure. or this, this is It's not hardcore Henry. It's like someone else's life I'm going through right now. Right. So that was like one of my big things. And also seeing the eyes of the actor and their expression and everything, that was like – I was really glad that my actors were able to pull that off and like show expression in their eyes because that was like – in any horror movie, I wanted to see character development. And For just sure, see, yeah. Just have that much acting, just without, you know, with no dialogue or anything, just expressions. And they, my actors, pulled it off great, and I'm very happy with. Yeah, it, it was a work. solid cast all around, and and people. If, had you worked with everyone before, or just some James, new people? Uh, so James was the only actor that we had never worked with before. This is his first project with Deathlike Productions ever. So when he came on, it was like, okay, this is. This is an introduction to our team. This is how we roll. Any questions? No. Cool. Let's shoot a movie. And that was pretty much it. And he was really good to work with. His family was overly supportive, which is a which is saying it nicely. Like they were a very supportive family, and they were saying like we're having a premiere party at my house, and this is done. Okay, just letting you know. I'm like, oh, oh, nice. oh okay, all right, cool. Glad we 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 could d- discuss this. Cool, <laughs> whatever. But they they enjoyed it, and they brought they brought family friends over, and. The best thing that that comes out of like me watching my movies with other people is that I don't watch the movie. I watch everyone's reactions. The best part is when I'm seeing people react exactly how I want them to react. Like right as the movie opens, there's a there's a comedic scene. There's like a little like slapstick scene and everyone laughs at that scene every time. And that always makes me happy. And then when people scream and when they twitch and everything, they twitch at the right moments because it's like editing was a bitch to do on that movie and trying to trying to edit horror especially good horror and not throw away like january release horror movies right that is always hard for me to that was like the most challenging part of the film was trying to make it not just some slasher movie just like just some quick horror movie that is gonna make money with no effort that's what i didn't want to do i wanted like some you know heart to it and everything now this for those that don't know this is a short film How, and what's the runtime on it uh 16 minutes 16 minutes and which is nice because especially if you're watching on youtube you, mm-hmm. you know you can sit there and watch it and get the the full the full spoke the the full spectrum of the film and what it's trying to convey but you and i were kind of talking uh, i don't know how much you want to talk about this but you and i were kind of talking about maybe perhaps making a full-length feature you had tossed around I the have, idea of i have been tossing the idea around a lot of where i wanted to go with it it's like because it's like the difference between the lights out short that david f sandberg did and then the feature he did are very different story-wise because like in the short it was just his wife lota in their apartment and then the movie was very deep and it talked a lot about like mental dis- like you know mental disorders and everything mm-hmm. and it was like a very heart-filled movie but still really scary Right. So it was like a completely different story. So that was like something I kept going back and forth between is like, okay, if I did a feature out of it, what would I change and what would I bring over from the short? Because even the movie that inspired me of all in horror, Oculus, the the movie about the right. haunted mirror, yeah. the short film is very different from the movie. But he brought a lot of stuff over from a 30-minute short film into a feature-length film. And the 30-minute 30, the 30 short is – it's one guy – in like a four-walled room with nothing but a camera surrounding him and the mirror 
and it's just him documenting himself. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it and he like loaded it with scares and everything and it was very well done. So that was like another in- inspirational moment for me because it was like psychological horror is like the hardest type of horror to do. So that was like a big challenge was to do cuz that was the other thing is that VR I put a lot of jump scares in there and I hate jump scares. But I hate jump scares that are the fake out ones where it's like cat jumping out of a bag right, or right, right, seeing right. your friend around the right. corner or whatever. Yeah. And then when the real scare happens, there's nothing to it. There's like no very the good tension's point. gone immediately. Right. So I am I deliberately put all those in there because that's what you expect in a VR horror game right. is it's a jump scare festival. You were very mindful of the actual like this person's playing a game and what do games do? You know, you want to have fun, you want to enjoy it, but you also the idea of virtual reality is you want to be invested. It does feel like you are part of this world. Yeah. And I feel like what I love too is I saw influences. Now these are things that you said you didn't know they were influenced by, but they're they're very related. Like I see elements of Resident Evil, I see elements of Silent Hill when you're picking up items and mm-hmm. seeing it displayed you know, tape one of three or whatever. Yeah. And then that was really cool. I also, the inside the basement, moving around, traversing the, 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 the set in the VR, it reminded me of Outlast. It's yeah. dark and everything like that. And you said you hadn't played Outlast, but I you, you heard of it. Outlast. I've seen, I've seen Bits images of it, of it yeah. but like I never played it. And I think it might've been in the back of my mind, but yeah. overall it was just like, but nope. It's all good callbacks. And it's, and it's cool because when you're in that virtual reality world, like I said, I didn't want to leave. I was like, this is interesting, and then when and then when they do take off the virtual reality uh, mask, you're just like, whoa, it is jarring, and I think yeah. that's done on purpose. I think that's that's like when you're out of a virtual reality world, you're like, because you get so invested in it, it feels like the real world. That when you take it off, you're like, whoa, this is reality, and mm-hmm. I think that's. I don't know how how much you want to go into the film because you know I, I don't, don't mind if we if we do a spoiler talk on it. It's okay. okay, yeah. So obviously, there's a point where Amelia takes off the goggles and. She is. She thinks she's in the actual world, her mm-hmm. real world, but I noticed there was some sort of uh, scan artifacts, lines? scan lines, but they were very faint. Thank God you noticed that. It, so I was like, wait a minute, but I didn't. I, but I thought about. it. I was like, all right, well maybe it's just playing, playing my mind's playing tricks with me. Maybe she's not really. But I was like, wait a second. So when she was walking around and her friends were there, I was like. So that's cool that you were able to that you were able to convey that and uh, you know even I was even watching it on a small screen on my phone yeah you know, I didn't even watch it on a, you know big display and I was able to notice that I just I thought that was really clever how you were able to display that uh, in such a subtle way I thought mm-hmm. that was well that was the thing is that and I and I did it faintly because very few people do pick it up and that's what I like is when some people pick it up and some people don't pick it up because it's like if that person picks it up and notices it. And then when they hear about it, they go back and watch it again. And then it's like there's there's more elements that you're picking up right. from it. And the other thing was is that the the story, the the in-game story about the the miner and everything is the third tape. The doctor talks about how the demon that's possessed the miner is saying that um, that every person that it kills, it grows a stronger connection to our world. Right. So when you hear that, you're thinking, okay, it's just talking about the game, but does that affect our world? And when you notice that the the montage of everyone dying in the game over and over again is that demon having a stronger connection to the real world. Right. So that was like, you know, that little parallel between is it is it not kind of situation. Um, now I'm not sure if it was, but was that your dad doing the voice on the tapes? Yes. He has an awesome voice, first of all, because like he, I when he was performing the line, I don't know how often how many takes he had to do for the lines, because mm-hmm. you know, pretty like a paragraph is just being. Displayed. I had him read it into right. the task cam right. and everything, so he just like read and it. And I off. love how you had the tape recorder playing, and you could see the reel, you know, in the tape going around yeah. and all that. And I was like, that the small little pieces like that, it felt like you're watching a game, and I, I think mm-hmm. that like. I think sometimes people overlook those little small details, but you were able to put those in there, and I thought that was it made it just feel like you were in that game world. Uh, and another thing that I really, I was kind of shocked by was the ending, like the the, <laughs> the death at the end, because you go through the credits, you're like, oh, okay, and then she's sleeping, and then it was very unsettling her death. Talk about that, how you came <laughs> so- up with that. I don't know why I decided to end the movie like this. So, as I said, this is a spoiler. So, yep. if you haven't seen the film yet, it's on YouTube at Death Lake Productions. Uh, in fact, there's two versions of the film. If you're someone who yes, loves, there is. I yep. have a, a full HD 1080p version of the film. But for my appreciation for the 80s, 
I do have the film in 4 by 3 aspect ratio in really bad VHS quality. Yep. So if you love the VCR style of horror movies... You did a really good job with that, too. by the way. Oh, was, thank you. It was really awesome. I, I, I was so angry at myself because trying to get that VHS audio effect took me forever. And all I had to do... I, ha- I just had to put a walkie-talkie... Um, like filter over it and I was just like this is perfect god dang it why did it take me so long I'm going all over the internet trying to figure out how to do it and everything right. and it's like oh just throw a walkie talkie damn it yeah um, so the way I ended the film was um, Amelia Amelia's character Allie still doesn't feel like she's all together and so she thinks nothing of it she goes to sleep the movie ends credits start to roll but halfway through the credits there's a huge jump scare where she gets killed. And even still, the way she's killed, you still don't know if she's dead or not or if it's reality or not. She, right. she still doesn't know where she stands right now. So that was like an element I wanted to throw in there was, is it still reality or not? And I don't know why I decided to just throw it in the middle. But I was like, you know what? Jump scares are okay if they're legit scare so all right i'll just throw it in there arbitrarily without anyone's permission or like you know expectations but i did allude to it because i put in one little static effect right before it happened so as a callback to the first time monica gets killed there's some static and then the monster shows up so it's like okay that's just letting you guys know because when i premiered it when i screened it at a film festival Everyone was, like, applauding, like, slowly starting to applaud when the credits were rolling. And then when the jump scare happened, everyone stopped, let it roll, and then everyone was like, okay, (laughs) now we can clap? Yeah. And then they started clapping. And I don't know if that was good, but it's like, you know what? Whatever. They they liked it. It's okay. I very much enjoyed the film. Thank you. And we have to give you big kudos, big hats off to you. you won uh, a Spotlight Award? I did. At Spooky Empire International Film Fest, I got the Florida Spotlight um, Award across all the Florida short films that were submitted. Because it was an international one. So right. of all of Florida, mine got the Florida Spotlight. So That's awesome, man. Congrats to you, Thank man. you. No, Thank that you. was a huge honor. And I, I love the way so the trophy looks, that. too. Yeah. That trophy it's heavy. looks awesome. It looks it awesome. A... It's a big – describe what the trophy is. It's uh, like a so hand, the, right? So the, the, the trophy is just this this monstrous hand. It's, it's like rotting brown flesh – with a giant eyeball in the middle. You know what it reminds yeah. me of? Evil Dead. Yeah. Like Evil Dead 2, yeah. like yeah. The, the hand with the eyeball right. on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It also reminded me of, like, Brendan Fraser's mummy. That's, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It looks. Yeah. Like, it's, like, straight-up Emotep hand and everything. But that's got to be a cool honor for you because what I was going to say, what I, what I was going to say for the, the podcast, other than me being on the toilet when I watched the fir- first time, <laughs> was... Dropping a big hairy meme. That, <laughs> exactly. That is, like, that's my favorite story out of all. Yeah. Like, I watched this, the movie on, on the toilet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. It's not, uh, uh, and of course he has the yeah, shit eating grin. That joke number seventy eight for the get, year. We have to get like a picture of him when he smiles when he lands these dad jokes so people can see it on the internet. <laughs> it is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It, it it's like when a kid like pulls off like a bad joke or something. Like when like, someone pulls off get the, it? Uh, get like it? when someone pulls off the up dog joke to someone and they yeah. actually oh, fall for true. it. It's exactly the look that he true. gives yeah, and everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what I was going to say was it's cool to get validation from other people besides your peers, right? Because right. the other thing is, like, you, you we, friends typically don't like to, to hurt people's feelings, right? They want to be like, all right, well, sometimes you'll get people that are like, all right, they don't sugarcoat it, like, this, I didn't like this part. They're I very like blunt this. and everything. Right. But for the most part, your friends want to tell you good things because they want to support, support you. you. Right. Exactly. But when I told you, because I didn't want you to think it was hyperbole for me because I'm your friend. So I was like... I, and I told you this is probably my favorite feature that you've done, and I said I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. And then the fact that you come home with an award, that's got to help validate you as a filmmaker. Like, hey, I, other people are noticing this. This is it, – it, What really made it for me was the fact that when I was making that film, I was angry as hell when I was making it because we did not have a really good production day. Because, like, we filmed on two week, like on like on a full weekend, Saturday and Sunday, full days – and we had to do reshoots two weeks later. Yeah, and because then, one day you said you had to throw away everything because oh the GoPro God, didn't I was, work. Yeah, the yeah. GoPro didn't work. But all the scenes in the house, which I thought was going to be easy, it didn't turn out easy because there was just a lot of complications with it. And I, I looked at the footage, and I was like, 
this is the worst thing I've ever made. Like, this is the worst footage I've ever shot. And I was like, I was so tempted to just like reshoot the whole movie. And I, I spent so much time trying to salvage that movie and trying to make the footage work. And I was just angry at myself the whole time. It's like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And then trying to get everything to sync and everything. It was killing me to get that movie so perfect because yeah. I didn't, I, I was like tempted to just like, you know what? If it's going to be a bad horror movie, they exist, whatever, screw it. But then I was like, no, I don't want to make a bad, if I'm going to spend like my entire summer, sans two weeks for vacation, if I'm going to spend my entire summer making this movie, I want it to be good. I want to be proud of it. So right. I worked tirelessly to get that movie like exactly how I wanted it and everything. And I think it shows, man. I mean, yeah. I, I, but it does feel good to get validation from other people. Not only validation from my friends, but a really big surprise happened to me at the film festival. Um, so one of my big like inspirations on YouTube for filmmaking is this uh, YouTube channel called Film Riot. And they have one guy that comes on every once in a while who's their like their main actor for a lot of their videos. He was at the film festival for a movie that he was directing. And I, I saw him walk in during the awards ceremony, and he walked past me, and I looked at him. I was like, is that Todd Bruno from Film Riot? And I was like, he looked very, fam like, very like, familiar and everything. I was like, eh, maybe. I'm not going to chance it. So when he came up to talk about his movie, he's like, Todd Bruno, everyone. And I was like, oh, my God. And I started fangirling so <laughs> hard. Because, like, because at, at Spooky Empire, you had John Cusack. You had the kids from It. You right. had, like, all these big-name actors. But I was excited for the YouTube star that was there and this guy who makes movies Damn for a living and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn millennial. Yeah. Yep. Hey, like I, Joan Cusack's fucking there, or J and John both Cusack's of them were. there. Yeah, both. Yeah. And both the Cusacks. Yeah. Both Cusacks, and then John, and then Joan dropped out, so John was just there. So right. it was like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. But, but I got excited, and so when really, that's the one you're pissed off that didn't show up was Joan Cusack. <laughs> you're like, god damn it, John. C if we've only got John Cusack, he's oh. only been in some of the best movies ever made. Yeah, like whatever. Gross point blank. Joan you know. is under. Joan is an underrated actress. Come on now, she's good. She's she solid. Is, but she's I'm solid. just saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, yeah, I know. Like, I'll play really, it up for the mic. He's playing it up. I'm playing it up for the mic. Dirking it up. I'm dirking it up. Oh man, but. He he also got an award for his film, so they wanted us to like all get together and like take photos with our awards. And I like I was like standing next to him, and it's like, hey, so I am a huge fan of Film Riot, and I am like freaking out right now because this is a huge honor to be in your presence and everything. And it's like I'm I'm honored to be around you and stuff. And he says, oh, thanks, man, and congrats on the award. I actually saw your movie and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, really? And I was like, <laughs> I was like trembling and yeah. everything. And he's and he noticed that. Because a lot of the music that I used in the movie was from Film Riot, because Film Riot made an 80s synth pack. Right. And I used the music for that. And he says, and I noticed that you used the music from there. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, if you send me the link, I'll let uh, Ryan from uh, Film Riot know about it, and I'll send it to him. And I'm like, and like I'm just like yeah. overloading, and I'm like sweating and like crying on the inside. I'm just like, awesome. I'm screaming and everything. And it's like, Okay, so I'm going to go get some celebratory pizza. So, there you go, hey. yeah. Yeah, we celebrated at NYPD Pizza, not sponsored, but god dang, did they not have the best pizza in town. Really? Tell me about that. I'm sorry. This yeah, is the no. part where I get really excited. <laughs> so it, it, it's in Orlando, I guess? Yeah, NYPD, NYPD Pizza. Okay. It's like a couple miles from the uh, the convention center. Mm -hmm. Okay. Their slice, like the 18-inch slices, I, I, I was ashamed to do it. God, that's I was ashamed. Yeah. I was ashamed to use fork and knife, but I had to. Because it's so big. Oh, it's yeah. so big. But the yeah. thing is, it's so greasy, but damn, is it good. My buddy and I got... Is it on iDrive? Or... I think so. I don't remember. I just remember I how to, to get there. look and see if they've got some, right. some chains. Yeah. Man, I love me a good slice, oh, and I love yeah. a good New York slice, the big-ass oh, foldable slice. Big si dude, big slice yeah. is just one slice is only $2. Like, and nice. They're, like, they're like, that's insane, bro. That's they're good. freaking good yeah so when nice. my pd pizza shouting so out you, for you deserve that hash pizza brown, not, yep. not sponsored yeah exactly. hash brown, i love hash brown hash brown um but how do people find the inter the movie on the internet because people obviously were wanting to support this film and tell other people about it but how do people find it again so you can find it on youtube and facebook i gave them like direct links on on the internet so it's on our facebook page and youtube channel at death lake productions and I, I, I'm going to have to spell it out sometimes because every time I tell people Death Lake, they always spell it L-I-K-E. So it's like, oh, Death Lake. I'm like, no, Lake. No, lake. Like a lake you up. swim in. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and I'm like, Evil Creek. Oh, Death Lake. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, Death Like Productions on Facebook and YouTube, and we're also on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So go see Dirk's newest film and go support the folks. And real quick, Deuce, what did you think of the movie? We kind of like left you out in the dust back there. What did you think of it? I didn't watch it. Really? Yeah, <laughs> like I hate to be an asshole, but I'm not gonna like sit here and like bluff you. Yeah. I didn't know we were gonna talk about it, so yeah. I didn't watch it because I, so I'm the asshole. No, so dude, dude, it's okay. Now you need totally to go see it. You need, you need to go no, watch I'm, it. I'm like excited to watch it. Like I literally was about to be like, guys, I'll be back in 16 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll be so I can watch it so at least I could you yeah. know talk about Get it. Get the but, same no, experience. Watch it on the toilet. I'm yeah. I'm a goddamn moron is what I am because I didn't even think we would talk about it today because and I had time to watch it today so I'm just an ass. But I, I knew we were going to talk about Stranger Things, and I knew we were talking about Riverdale, and I didn't even think about it. But I'm not going to lie, seriously, and not that my opinion amounts to hell fucking beans, but mm-hmm. I was really proud of you when you won that award. Oh, I thanks, was man. like, that is really cool, because you've been busting your ass making these movies. Yep. Like, you did the Bioshock movie that turned yeah. out yeah, really good. Yeah, we're still working on Aftershock. that one right now. Yep. Yeah, Aftershock was really good, and like I've seen all your other stuff that you've done, and like I saw your stuff you did at the Lakeland Zombie Fest and stuff. Right. And, and you do amazing stuff. And it was just my boneheaded mistake because I've just been so Yeah, Deuce and I were actually having yeah. a text conversation about it. I was like, dude, you see you won an award? Yeah, it's yeah, all you like won an award. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were having when, a text conversation about you. About it wow. I was so proud yeah. of you because I was Thanks, just, guys. Yeah, that's Appreciate really, really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're like the younger brother we never really wanted. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we've adopted you into, into the Deuce and You're Johnny the cooler family. version yeah. of us when yeah. we were your age. So, yeah. I, literally. You we said to, that. You yeah. need to listen to the first episode when I come back because I swear to God, I gush about you for five minutes straight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. You need really, to. Like, yeah. If you, if you want, like, a like a confidence boost, just listen we to that. We name drop like, you yeah. a lot. So. Yeah. Sweet. So okay. you're part of the name dropping yeah. um, crew now. Yeah. Like, we, we name drop you, which is cool. Yeah. Achievement unlocked for me. There yeah. you go. Uh, but seriously, uh you're awesome, and we love your. Uh, I love the film. Deuce is gonna watch it, uh, yeah, but we I love am. your work. I swear. And uh, so go to Death Lake Productions uh, on YouTube and on Facebook and all that, and go check it out. Mm-hmm. Go tell them the Happy Hour Johnny Deuce sent you. You know, we're all about yeah. growing organically, word yeah. of mouth kind of thing, and, yeah. and that's spread the word. You know. I had a couple weird off-topic questions I want to ask you. Do you want to take a quick break, and then we'll come right back? Yeah, let's okay. take a small break. break, and we'll come right back. We'll take a small break with a happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, and we'll be right back. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What did listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Join the adventure with the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Founded in 2000, the guild starts its 18th year of supporting and promoting the role-playing game hobby in September with a big anniversary party and some lightly structured games. The guild hosts too many convention-style game nights every month on the 2nd and 4th Fridays where you can find up to four scheduled and prepared games plus up to three open tables all ready for a packed four hours of hobby-centered fun and fellowship. Among the regularly scheduled games on the LRPG's rotating calendar are three exclusive in-house ongoing campaigns. One exclusive in-house mini-campaign anthology series and a few periodic episodes of members' personal home campaigns. The majority of those games are RPGs, but miniature war games hit the guild tables as well, along with the occasional board game. Some events also feature instructional clinics and roundtable discussions on a variety of game rules, techniques, and theories, so all participants can share their experience and learn more about the hobby from each other. 
The Guild also has planned gaming-free social outings on those random Fifth Fridays that pop up some month. And of course, members of the LRPG take part in area conventions as players and game masters, as well as coordinate some activities with other gaming clubs. For more information on the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, visit the website at lakeland-rpg.com or check out the social media at facebook.com slash Guild. And on Twitter at Lakeland RPG plus hashtag Dice on the Road, Lakeland Role Playing Guild. They play games. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. I'm Johnny. I'm a main man, Deuce. Okay, so I had a couple, and these are Deuce questions, of course. Okay, how was Gods and Monsters the bar? Because okay. I know, because that's what I want to know. I'm sorry, <laughs> that whole conversation. I didn't want to interrupt you, but yeah. like that was what I really want to know about. Because I know they opened the new store, and it's smaller mm-hmm. than the old store because it's at that new mall. Yeah. Um, but they've got the really nice. It's like kind of a, a Fallout theme. Oh bar. hell yeah! Yes, and it it's is. like kind of like Mad Max meets Fallout. Yes. Meets, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's like a lot of pop culture references. Like there's a xenomorph like hanging out of the vents and everything. Oh like, really? So it's like. Because, like, they have the Fury Road, like, like symbol Logo, in the yeah. middle. The like, Furioso. Yeah, Furioso, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it is, like, it is, like, freaking awesome in there. Like, they're always right. blaring music. They actually have, like, two little retro, like, knockoff consoles. So, you can play, like, classic right. Mario and everything in right, there. Right, right. Um, I think it's, like, what they had at the old bar when they had. Yeah. Did you ever go to the old bar? No. Not, my first my, my, my first exposure to it was the new location. Okay, you never went to the original. No. Okay, because we did an event um, for, uh, and I can't remember his name, but the Dark Side of Disney. Uh, he premiered his film there, and we interviewed the director. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy that was kind of running it. It was, was Philip, right? Yeah. Philip, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy that was running it was like, look, you guys did such a good job interviewing him. I don't have anybody to host a Q&A. Will you come out and do it? So I went out and I podcasted at Gods and Monsters all day, and I did the Q and A after the movie, which was kind of cool. Um, so we did that, and that was my first real experience with Gods and Monsters because people had told me about it, I'd seen pictures, yeah, but I'd never been in it, and it was huge. And the um, the the bar was really cool because it was it was Blade Runner themed like it had Ooh. the you know the the shot when he, he's flying through and you see all the different like the coke and the Pepsi yeah and the and girl and like that. yeah he they had that in the back and it was kind of themed like that but they had four TVs in the back and they had like retro systems yeah you could play so I'm I'm glad they brought that over because I think that's cool I really like the barcade yeah thing. so like anytime it's, you can do that so basically I think it's, cool. it's like there's like one long booth. To, to the right, like, right as you walk in the door, there's, like, a wall that greets you, and yeah. then there's, like, a couple seating, um, and then there's the, the bar table, and then the, the, um, wow, had the word and I lost it, um, yeah. like, they have, like, the one table off to the side and everything, right, uh, the booth, there it is, wow, yeah. I can't think. So they have the it's not really the big. That was the one thing it's people very told me. Small. They said it was very small, and it gets very cramped very quickly. Yeah. So like when we were watching VR in there, everyone like crowded in there. Yeah. But there wasn't a it wasn't a huge crowd. Like you weren't claustrophobic. Like everyone right. was just very respectful of space and yeah. everything. Just because I, I was told, and you might be able to tell me better, that they said that they probably less than a hundred people could fit in that room. Uh, I I would believe it. Yeah. I would definitely believe it because the event that I went to was held in, like, the main atrium of that area. Yeah, because there's, a, like, an outside, there's, like, a food court area or something, like, yeah, right out like front. Yeah, a food court like, area yeah. And there. then they've got the front end is, like, still the old-school comic book shop. Yeah. And then in the back, um, they've got the bar because, yeah. allegedly, and I'll throw out a big allegedly because I, I don't know all this for 100%, but I was reading this article about, because they had to close that down, they had to move, and they said they were opening up that space, but then also they're going to open up another Gods and Monsters. Mm. And I want to say, allegedly, this is big allegedly, it was just the article I read, and I might be mixing up my facts, I'll throw out the allegedly there for our, our legal department. Um, they were going to open up another location over like where Hourglass Brewery is, kind mm-hmm. of over that area. And it was going to be more like, that's going to be more like how it was, like the like comic shop. Yeah. Like that is more like bar touristy and then they're gonna open up one more like the original one which is yeah. gonna be more of a comic book shop kind okay of, uh by hourglass and they were like you know if people like live closer to the one 
uh, you know, on iDrive, the one you went to with the bar, like they can pick up their comics and stuff there. That'll be cool too. But the other one's gonna be more just like I've I've story. been to both, so I can give you my input. Oh, thank you, awesome. Yeah. So I'll just leave. <laughs> no, no, I agree with Dirk. Uh, it is really cool. Um, now juxtapose that to the first shop. The first shop had a, it was very big and open, like it was. A lot of real. Was, I don't know how many. It was almost a little bit overwhelming. Cause it, it was, was a lot. So damn big. Yeah. Right, but there was a lot of empty space. That was the yeah. only thing. I thought mm-hmm. they was they w- they weren't utilizing all the space now, and yeah. they had a big bar, big open. The bar was my favorite part of it. It was big yeah. open, big tables, like huge and they tables. Had a bunch of booths in the back, right. which was nice. You Probably like eight or nine tables, big. Yeah. Oh wow, very big. And yeah. I'm talking like like literally the booths were almost half the size. of Oh yeah, they were huge. Like they, they were, were huge. Massive. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, big, big, like like think of like Viking. Like restaurant table, like yeah. Huge. Oh damn! Okay, like you yeah. could have like yeah. easily eight to ten people in a booth, yeah. playing D&D. very big, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. Like they were the booths were that big, so with a huge table, like Sunny's Barbecue. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Good, yeah. Good, 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 reference, yeah. yeah. Good reference, yeah. So very big. Uh, now with when you compare it to the new Gods and Monsters, I actually like the comic shop element of it because I feel like every space is utilized. Yeah, it's so right. I actually yeah. really like the the actual location, but I feel like the bar, although it being awesome, really well themed. Really cool ambiance, cool atmosphere. It is much smaller. Like it is, yeah. it's it is like very one, narrow. Yeah, very it's like narrow. One hallway. They That's said right. it's like it's a, it's what I it, I don't know if you've ever seen. They're called railroad apartments, and they have a lot of them in New York. Where mm-hmm. you walk through the front door, and it's like living room, kitchen area. It's like bathroom, a studio apartment. Bedroom. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just all like right. in a row, like right. exactly. literally, like you're walking down a hallway into each room. Right, it's like a exactly. studio apartment, and that's yeah. kind of the way they explained it to me. Like you walk yeah. in, and it's like. Tables, chairs, tables, chairs, table chairs, bar, back. Right. Yeah. It is, it's yeah. cool. I mean, the, the theming is great, and it looks great. It's got that it's dark, and it's it's really well yeah. laid out. I just wish it was bigger. That's my only yeah. complaint. Like, I feel like the well, bar I've got – complaint for years, and no yeah. offense, because they've done a lot for us. And yeah. our good friend uh, Gothic Sushi, a.k.a. Marie Sabers, working yeah. there now, player right. one. Right. That's the problem I've had with them for years. I was right. like, I love that bar, but it, just, it needs to be bigger. Right? Yeah. And, and I think the same thing with uh, with this one. I but I, but it is a really cool location. And, and you know, big shout-outs to Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Uh, really, I mean, they're there to – they're really cool about supporting local filmmakers and oh, local yeah. they artists. Were very, and, yeah. They were very nice when I was right. when I was over there because even the I wish I could remember the guy who runs the uh, the comic book store itself. Yeah, he's um, really really cool. He has a very booming voice, and like the first day I met him, because <laughs> Amelia goes to a lot of events there, so that was how I was able to get to that event was through Amelia. Right. Um. So because she does Harley Quinn and Zool and all that mm-hmm. over there, and so she told me like, hey. Go talk to the guy uh, at the at the comic book store and just tell him to yell in the main atrium that VR is about to start. And he <laughs> did, and he is like booming, just like everyone. And I was like, right. oh shit! And I like yeah. filmed yeah. the whole thing. And booming, everything. yeah. But yeah, great event. Um, shout out to Rick from Thirteen uh, X Studios who does the custom um, prosthetic stuff. No, Jason Voorhees. Oh, he does masks. the full mask. Oh, cool. He does. He has like all these masks, but he like decorates them. Like, oh, that's right. Of, I've seen pictures. Yeah, yep. he did. Like, yep. he does one of like uh, of Kevin Smith is like right. my favorite. Yeah, but like he runs the event. He's doing another one on December 9th. He's doing another Camp Blood celebration for Christmas. Uh, at the same location. He's gonna do the same event. So. Um, I might do something for that event if I have something in, in time. If not, I'll just go for the hell of it. But, right. yeah, it was a good event. And good comic book store. Didn't drink, but I enjoy the atmosphere. And yeah. the people who watched the movie were very supportive of it. I met a lot of good people there. There was one woman. She was 70, looked like she was in her 50s, and she was saying that she came out here because she – she dropped everything. She is living in a trailer. She's touring this, the country and everything. She's on her own. And her friend of first said, come out to, to the event. And she said she was glad she did. She watched it. And there was another film that was playing. And this is from Womp Stomp Films who did a Friday – a Jason Voorhees fan film called Never Hike Alone. It was a good movie, but the sad thing was that they were streaming it through Vimeo on really bad Wi-Fi. Jeez. So it was like an hour-long film – and it buffered every five minutes. And it was oh, like, no. and I was like, so, I was like, and it looked amazing. And like, yeah. everything was great about it. And mine is like a 16 minute, you know, you know, backyard movie that I did and everything. Yeah. And the hearing comments of like, yeah, your film was better. It's like, I don't want that compliment now. Right, it's right, like, right. I get this like, like these, these guys do this really amazing fan film. And yet you're telling me that my film that was shot on a camcorder was better than like, a movie shot on a red. It's like, 
bad timing, guys, but thank you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys yeah. are all kind of, you know, you, you film filmmakers stick together. You guys are like brothers, I guess, you know, and all Oh, this, yeah, you definitely. Know, I so. saw a film today because when I uploaded the movie to YouTube, uh, I got, someone was coming like, hey, you should submit this film to our closed Facebook group where we are just filmmakers discussing online and everything. And it's just a closed group for filmmakers and everything. And I saw a film today. And I threw in my opinion about it. And it was like a, it he it was like a sci-fi jazz movie, and it was like a short, like five-minute film, and it was really good. And I just kept stewing about the the movie in my head, and I was just like, everything was so good. I just wish they didn't do this, this, this. And the guy replied back saying like, hey, I appreciate it and everything. Like you know, thanks for letting That's me cool know. That's cool to and get I, feedback. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I was yeah. like, I didn't use it a lot for feedback because it was like. I got other people's feedback, but I hadn't been, like, active on the page to, like, right. give my feedback. But I'm starting to get into it now. It's like, okay, you'll like this, 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 and everything. That's a pro tip. Like, when, you, when you're getting into a craft, no matter what it is, art, movies, you're a writer, it, it, podcasting, go sep- surround yourself with people that love what you love, you know, and you'll really get the honest feedback. A community, like, yeah. there's always a community for any, like, medium out there. Exactly. So, like, you you'll find it and it's like super supportive and it's yeah. it's a really good place to be honestly. definitely so uh yeah i mean what an awesome hour we've already had uh, yeah, with happy hour johnny and deuce uh dirk one more time how can people find violent realm vr uh on the internet so you can find it on youtube and facebook at death lake productions uh you can also follow us on social media on instagram and twitter at death lake productions or for Twitter because we have a very limited character space Death Lake Prod so you can find us there as well so yeah we're on socials and on YouTube awesome thanks so much uh, Derek for joining us thank uh, you for having me guys happy hour Johnny and Deuce and Deuce how do people find us on the internet you can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine also you can send us your questions Show at gmail.com send us your questions for Buck and then put in the subject line ask the Buck because we're going to be going back very very soon to the retro uh video game treasures. Did I get it right? Retro game treasure. We'll be going back very, very soon to the retro game treasure compound to go see Buck. So send those those questions. Also, I talked to somebody today. If you have questions for any of us, just send them in and put whatever you want in the subject line. Like if it's a question for Brandy about Supernatural or if it's a question for us about games, just whatever, man. Just send them on through. Also, you can get us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show, soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag happy, happy hour, hour podcast, podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. See ya.